God, I look so good every single you time. You look so fucking handsome. I look so good at all every single time. Every time I see you. Why is this? not a time. Why is this? I've had a, what can only be described as like a, as like an infamously terrible hair week. I don't know. Is if that you because you just don't groom? Well, I want, for one, I don't groom. That is a good point. Yeah. But also I get up and go. Yeah, big and get up and go. I'm fan. in I'm in this hair middle ground where it, I can't quite do that right now. It actually yeah. looks honestly if I had had what my hair looks like right now all week, that would be fantastic. But I had parts in the middle that were like mm. sticking up to here. Yeah. Um, Some going the wrong way. Yeah, things are going left, things are going right. I had a terrible like I I I had I was wearing my hood. I had my hood on. Oh. At work, like it was so Oof. bad. Yeah, people are like Cam, we can't see your face. We're like, it's fine. You're like the Grinch, and he keeps pulling off different masks. Yes. He's like, t- take off your hood, Cam. You have another sweater. That one too, a toque underneath. That one too, bandana. Yeah, it, you know, it's it was very Grinch esque. Uh, also, I've uh, I'm turning green. I'm, I'm sure as you can see, my skin is slowly turning green in my it's hair. It's that time of year. It is that time of year. Uh, for the Grinch, for the Grinch to uh, make himself known. Yeah, yeah. These things, uh, these happen happen once a year. Your, your heart shrinks down five, seven sizes. Yeah, something th- like that. Yep, three sizes that day. Three sizes, three sizes. Yeah, it's I. I it, well, it's funny. So every year, my heart shrinks down three sizes, just like the Grinch. And uh, actually, it was the uh, the Toronto Star recently re- released a report that I single handedly cost OHIP approximately $125,000 every year just due to the shrinkening and enlarging of my heart. I'm, I'm an incredible burden on the healthcare system. I don't even think that's that much money. <laughs> In the scheme of for, it? Well, how for, much, how, much, OHIP? how much do you, oh. how much do you cost the Ontario taxpayers? Would you say 20 uh, bucks? Probably? OHIP? OHIP? <laughs> 20 uh, bucks. <laughs> Okay, let's see. What do I steal from them? I go probably to the ER once every five years, so that's going to be pretty big. Um, This year I had... No, that was last year. So last year I had a surgery that was free, so that probably would have been like 15 grand. Uh, That was for the... um, What do you call that? Hernia surgery. That was pretty expensive. Um, When I tore my meniscus... That didn't cost them almost anything because they just said, suck it up, you're being a bitch. And they just gave me some Tylenol. So just waiting time, really. Um, yeah, I wonder else? if you were to combine all of the times you've been to a medical facility and then put that against how much it would have cost in the States. Uh, I wonder, We'd be like, broke. We'd be broke. You, you, you would be broke. You know, you hear, yeah. that, you hear that just like having a baby costs like 15 grand. Yeah, it's insane. It costs a lot more than that, but I mean, off the hop, the bill doesn't so show up at my doorstep. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, well, I think we probably have some new listeners today because um, we got. Uh, you think so? Big, big, big plug, big plug at the wedding. Had a few people asking, like, how do you do? How does one get on on the guest list? And I say, you have to show up to the studio. There you go. <laughs> So we've had a lineup here at the Two Season Pod Studio all week. 
Um, very guest list style. We have a guy wearing all black with a clipboard and a little earpiece yeah. standing at the front. And he um, thinks it looks like he's talking to you, but he just keeps pointing to his ear yeah. and saying, like, how's your day going? He says, not to you. He says, that's a nice shirt you're wearing. He says, not to you. And it's uh, one of these things where, you know, big velvet rope, big, big lineup. Uh, of course, chicks, they're, go they're going to the front of the line. The chicks. Chicks, chicks are allowed in. Chicks are allowed in. Guys, you have to bring a girl. Two if, girls. It needs to be a two to one ratio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you even want to step foot. I think. Yeah. Into and they have to be at least a Kitchener 7. A, a Kitchener 7, uh, also known as a Cincinnati 5. <laughs> also known as a Cleveland 4. A Cleveland 4. Uh, a South Carolina 3. A South Carolina 3. Whatever you are. Um, so we have, so, you know, the, uh, the, the bouncer we have, if you want to call him that, he isn't actually holding a list of names. He's holding a list of kind of ra ratios, you know, uh, Kitchener 7, Cincinnati 5. Yeah. He kind of just has like all of this. It's, it's, yeah, it's like a current currency chart. It's like, what's this worth? Is you have to check, you look at IDs and they'd be like, Okay, it's uh well that would be okay. I'm yeah. following along. Yeah, so instead of looking for names on a guest list, he asks you where are you from and then yeah. based on where you're from, that will determine your ranking and if right. you're uh and if you're allowed in. Yeah. And both of them. It combined has to be at least a 16, which makes it a lot harder. Yeah, because it's because guests don't know this when they come up to the when they come to the front door. No. They're expecting just to listen to a, a live podcast recording. <laughs> they, uh, they told me at the wedding I was invited to come by. We said, everyone's invited. You just have to get through the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can show up. It is an open invitation to show up. But whether or not you'll be allowed in, I mean, we can't control that. It's like every year the MLB has open tryouts for every team. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, Cam, you recently saw that Mark, Marky Mark movie, Invincible, where the guy tries out for the Eagles, and you really thought that would be a great idea. Uh, you, th you know, you've been hosting these open podcast host uh, auditions, and things are not going well. Uh, no, they, they haven't. And speaking of podcasts, I got something that I wrote down for you here that I just learned probably about 40 minutes ago. Oh, you've God. Heard, oh, you've no. heard of the show Love is Blind? Yes, have it's uh, okay. It's dating show, but they don't see each other. See, I I knew that. Okay, okay. I've seen. I've walked by Shannon watching it two or three times. I'm like, wow, these people are stunning. I'm surprised they're not wearing their glasses because I was fully under the impression that it was only blind people dating. Ah, okay. You thought it was like a love on the spectrum type of situation. Love on the spectrum. Double down. Love uh, is blind. Yeah, I wonder how many blind... Are there enough blind people out there to fill the roster? I think I'm that's... I'm sure there is. Uh, but, but, you know, they have to be willing to go on a dating show. Yeah. Well, also, I like, I was on episode two, and a guy proposed to the girl. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy does... They, it took they, me they four don't and a half years. They don't fuck around here on these dating shows. Oh, my God. It's such nonsense. You know, but if you're in your mid-30s... You got nothing else yeah. going on. You got like six weeks to make that decision. <laughs> Honestly, you got, let's get this show on the road. Literally. Yeah, like literally, literally you're 32. 
you're bringing a tape measure and measuring birthing hips to see if they'll be able to fit. Like you do not have time to waste. Which Cam, you you, you went on a couple dates uh, with a measuring tape. Yeah. Um, and it w- was not received well initially. No, I mean it's with good intentions. It's good intention. <laughs> hey, I'm 23. Showing 23. up to a date. I gotta make plans. I've got shit to do, people. Yeah. Yeah, ladies don't like when you pull out a tape measure to measure their waist. Yeah, you, like, you say, I'm not measuring your waist size or thigh gap. No, that would be inappropriate. That'd no. be rude. I'm measuring your hip width. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at the Leclairs, ratio because... Because Leclerc's have big skulls. <laughs> got big domes on us. <laughs> big old domes. Yeah. One out of five do not fit. They don't. They don't. <laughs> One out of five is a is a uh, a, 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 a plan C section. Yeah. Speaking of the last name Leclerc, go to Quebec for the honeymoon, and for once in my life, I'm hoping that I do not have to repeat my name because every time I say it's Leclerc, and they go, "How do you spell that?" I go L E C L E R C, and every time it goes, "Wait, L E C L." A no, well I your, your name R- your name's a trap. Your name is it's a, a trap. trap. It's a trap. Yeah, but there's like fair enough. There's fair enough. four silent letters there's, in your name. There's four <laughs> silent letters. There's a lot of silent letters. Point is, literally on the way to Quebec, you take a Felix Leclerc highway, and Leclerc is like Smith in Ontario. I get to the spa because we're going down there, and I call him up. I say, hey, I haven't had my reservation code. Can you, do I have a confirmation of my appointment tomorrow? They go, we spelled your name wrong. Sorry. Fuck. Get there. They still spell it wrong. They can't get it. And they're asking me to repeat it three times in the motherland. In the motherland. Unbelievable. Yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, everyone's going to make that mistake. I'm sure somebody spells the name fucking Johnson wrong from time to time. Yeah, maybe if you're in like Iran. They're like, Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I guess, it, I guess it's going to happen. Your name is Bait, though. It is Bait. You know this. It'll, yeah, I know this. Shannon has to learn this now because she's heard me say it a million times on the phone. They, It's always the same conversation. I repeat it. They go, did he just say the same name twice? This doesn't make any sense. And now she has to deal with that. Yeah, it's going to happen. A lot of people yeah. have names that will, you know, my name always gets a U thrown in there. Oh, I think I've done that. There's no you in my name. I've never. I don't know why. There's I've no you in our name. There's the only Im- us. There's no. <laughs> there's only in us. That was yeah. a great one, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's time we kick it. Kick it. Continuing tonight on two C's in a pod. Ninety-six point seven on your. Two season a pod, 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 but really, it's the first episode for many listeners. But maybe, uh, maybe apparently, not. apparently, it could be the first. I'm listen- assuming we're gonna get like a Rogan bump. 
a, a classic Rogan bump. Big which, Rogan uh, bump. Rogan bump uh, is two things. One, it is when you go on Joe Rogan, uh, the podcast, and then uh, people hear about you, and then they start following your thing. And the second Rogan bump is when you snort trend. And uh, so and that's we, what we like to do. We're actually on a couple different types of Rogan bumps uh, right now. Uh, but this is a podcast game. I have always said we need to treat every single podcast like it is the it first is the time first, um, somebody is listening. Somebody's listening. Uh, so, like we say together every time. So to briefly catch everybody up <laughs> on all 128 episodes, we are insanely uh, successful podcast hosts um we have a very large uh skyscraper-esque facility um we have content managers we have photo creators we have uh um we you, you know those uh websites where you type in two words and then like the ai generates photos I've heard about this. Yeah, we are in charge of that. Uh, oh, what else we, do you need to we know? We them? have, we okay, have good. a. Uh, good. I was wondering that deal. Of course, through. and a lot of people are wondering, you know, how are we able to support all of these facilities? Well, as of course everybody knows, we have a Stay giant bottomless. Laundering. Oh, lot, lot of. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, Cam, you know, we're able to f- uh, afford such things because of many of our charitable do- donations. Donation, yes, donations, donations, donations. Um, They're donations. Yes, a lot of African princes and princesses have reached out to us, uh, offering us millions of dollars at a time. Of course, Felicia Saitoti, and we keep all of Felicia this money in much, our bottomless piggy bottomless bank, piggy which bank. for all of you that know, it's a giant porcelain pig with his pants pulled around his ankles, making him bottomless, revealing his genitals. And uh, that is how we can afford to be such successful hosts um, of our show. You got that right. So uh, watch out for inside jokes. We'll try and keep them to a minimal or explain them while we can. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Well, we always tell listeners, don't go back and listen to previous episodes. We will recap everything flawlessly uh, and without any sort of hitches or hiccups at all. Well, one thing we missed, Cam, is our names. I'm Cam LeClaire. I definitely would have said that. No, I definitely so. said that. Let's go back and listen to the tape, folks. Go back, uh, listeners. Go back and click that little fifteen-second back thing, maybe three or four times, and let us know. Two season a pod at gmail.com is where you reach out to us because uh, we would love to hear from you. We love to hear your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, or uh, maybe you just want to get get yourself on the radio. Yeah. Because as you know, we are a radio program. We do share a uh, radio recording space uh, with Canadian rocker Kim Mitchell. Um, uh, Because the Tragically Hip can go fuck themselves. I'm sorry. We are a Kim Mitchell exclusive... Kim Mitchell exclusive uh, radio show, no tragically hip allowed. We do conform to CRTC standards. However, it is only by playing Kim Mitchell and Max Webster. Yeah, CanCon baby. What's Can the percentage Con. these days? Like ten percent, thirty, fifty? I think it's always been. That's a good question. I think it's always been something like yeah, twenty five percent, like more than you would think. Which is the reason why you hear so much hip Rush and Kim Mitchell if you're listening to uh like Doc Rock on the weekend or something like that. Like that is the reason. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I mean, there's no reason to play metric more than once a week. Like no other. No other radio station on the planet plays as much hip as we do. No. That's what I, mean, that's... I think the band might also be considered uh, CanCon because Robbie Robertson wrote a lot of those songs. 
Uh, so I believe that's, you know, a, a group like the band is one that we also hear a lot here in Canada. Yeah. So Robbie Robertson, was he the singer? Hey, he was the singer guitar player. Levon Helm yeah. was the name of the drummer. Good, good. Wow, look at you. I'm, the, uh, I'm full of it today, Cam. I'm yeah. full of these ones today. What's the one on Q07 when you do the, um, it's like rock trivia or something like that? I don't know. Some something to do on Q one oh seven on Saturdays that your dad made you listen to. Yeah, something like that. I just you know, just a lot of you listen to a lot of Q one oh seven. You pick up on these things. You pick up yeah. on these things uh eventually as the things go on. But I am on a tear right now in terms of facts. So let's get into some real facts. Uh it's been a while since we've uh it's been a few weeks since we've recorded an episode, but that doesn't mean that the notes aren't as heavy as always because Cam, we got some notes. Notes. We got some notes, 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 we got some notes. Good. Good. Because one thing, listeners, new listeners show, we do like to make sure that we do cover our tracks uh, because we don't want to be out there giving you false information, right? Fake news, is that what it's called still? That's what it's called. Are, are people still calling it that? Is that still like a um, thing or? I think it's just news in general. It's just it's called just, news now. Yeah, it's just called news in general. Right. Uh, well, first of all, Cam, we were talking about accidental gun deaths. Um, we were—I don't remember really remember how it came up. I think we said that it sat about a swimming pool. Somebody does it by accident or something like that. Mm. Uh, so, how many How many accidental gun deaths are there actually? Well, in the United States, which is the best poll of accidental yeah. of gun deaths, period. A good representative for the world, I think. Uh, I think you know because if if our numbers aren't inflated, what's the point of doing this? In 2020 alone, there were 45,222 gun deaths in the United States. Okay, now out of those, and this is by like a year-by-year -year basis, only approximately 1% of gun deaths out there are accidental. Whew. Wow. And Cam, what's 1% of 45,222? 4 million? Approximately 4 million. Uh, yeah, but even that, even that, so that's what, 452 uh, gun deaths? Like, that's fucked. Wait, 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 wait. Right? So there's, sorry, you repeat it. There's 45,000 gun deaths here or 45,000 accidental 45,000 gun, gun deaths oh, a year. Okay. And then out of those. That's and way this, less than I thought. And this is pretty much like a year-by-year -year basis also. Only 1% okay. of gun deaths in general, kind of year-by-year, is uh, are, are accidental by yeah, accidental means. 500 people. Yeah, so 500 just shy people. of that's 500 not that bad. people. Which that's is, not that bad. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's all okay. those accidental things. That's, that's okay. That's po that's called population control. That's people. called that's people do these things. Uh, next up on our notes list, uh, Ohio Turnpike. Oh, drove past there the other day. That's very nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it's on No Dreams. I think we thought it was on Post. Uh, we thought it was on something else. I don't know what we thought it was. It's on No Dreams in case we forgot, but. On Ska Dreams. Do you remember what it's called on Ska Dreams? Of course, we're talking about Jeff Rosenstock song. It is called like Ohio Pork Pie. Ah, like clever. a pork pie hat. Cool. That those Ska didn't, kids didn't, didn't like that album. Not many people do. Not many people did. <laughs> Fair enough. I think there's like six songs that I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I like the Ska yeah, version better, I think. Wait. Uh, no, I didn't like the Ska version. I actually oh, didn't like okay. both, really. Yeah, but, but if yeah, I, I, you know, if I'm choosing one or the other, I think I'm going the Ska version. Ska Dreams. Fair Check enough. it out. Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah. Or don't. There's other things to look at. Or in don't. His yeah, yeah, you can look at other stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, Worry, the final song of the wedding, of course. Yeah, that one. Cam, yeah, our notes nope, are done. Nope. Let's get nope. into the last couple weeks then. I think the listeners, new listeners, old listeners would just love to hear. Um, what happened in the last couple weeks, Cam? Uh, what was dubbed by some, not me, the wedding of the century. <laughs> Yours was like top 50. I've heard it said. I was not the one to say it, though. Uh, Wedding of Century last week. Uh, listeners of the show, The Faithful, you, myself, found ourselves in Innerkip, Ontario, Woodstock, uh, just south of London. Or, sorry, just north of London. Uh, and we, I think Actually, east. we had a great weekend. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic weekend. Uh, nothing went awry. We had f- good weather, surprisingly. Um, yeah, multiple people said it was the best one they ever attended. Um, so they, that was they cool. Wouldn't, they wouldn't give their names, though. They were they like, not, you yeah. can say this Anonymous. was the best one I've ever been to, but don't say, like, quote, it was a quotable. Yeah, got a lot of compliments on you. A lot of people saying, like, who was that MC guy? He was so funny. Thank so you. Thank you. I you. have not listened back yet. Uh, just recorded everything that I said. I haven't listened back. I was meaning to listen back before this particular what, to recording. Your next MC? No, gig? no. I just well, she she was recording it all, and I just want to see what what land. When you're in the moment, it's tough to see like yeah. what lands, what didn't land. Uh, you know, and um, so I think for me, my performance. You know, you want you want to go back and watch a show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, well, th- we're gonna have a videographer, and he'll be sending us all that stuff. So yeah, um, I can get you. I can get you advanced clips on that one. <laughs> can I be ask videographer? Yeah, can we get the MC edit, which is just yeah, we, him? Yeah, it's big just different op- times. Of- big opening titles. <laughs> Imagine you brought your own videographer. Like I'm good. I got yeah, my this own. Is my and- videographer. Yeah, back there, here. There's you. There's you. Like walking in the background, like going over notes and like you know those old the, like classic comedy shots of like you in the back room. Like yeah, yeah. Right. You hear chatter in the background, yeah. and I'm just like looking at my little notepad. Yeah, classic stuff. Yeah, you dancing. Um, great DJ. I was I was super stoked on the DJ. Good good pick on him. Yeah, yeah, he was real cool, real nice to work with also, because I got the chance to meet him a little bit before we seem to be on the same page uh, about a lot of stuff. Here's one thing I found surprising is we told the videographer and photographer about five minutes before the speeches started, said, hey, just so you know, speeches started about five minutes. Videographer walks up to me, goes, thank you so much. I have never had anyone warn me of that before in my entire career. I'm like... Who the, what the? Yeah, no, that's a big one. That's a big one because I had spoken to the photographers and the videographers, same thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to go up and talk in like two minutes or something. Yeah, it's just like, like, as much as you're enjoying it, you're running an event. Of course, right? Our coordinator, clueless, clueless. Give her a 20-page document. Here's everything that's going to happen. Keeps coming around with like, I don't know what's going on. You're like, just read the document. Yeah, there was a bit so, of a snafu about uh, a particular timing of speeches, but that was okay. That was, was something fine. that me and uh, Kendra, made of honor, we uh, yeah. kind of sorted out between ourselves, really. And I think that was all good. And then as I was going, I was updating the DJ like, yo, we're doing this instead of this. And then uh, little things like that as we went on. Nice. But I nice. think all in all, you know, uh, this, the the, yeah. uh, the scramble golf in the morning camp, this is now, I have played golf more with your dad than I think you have. 
This year, you have. This yeah, year, I have, I have played more rounds of golf with your father than you have. And I got to say, one of, I got to be a top scramble partner. You couldn't ask for a better scramble partner than Andre Leclerc. Why? He he keeps the uh, the morale moving. And I think in a game of scramble, that's very important. You know, because uh, let's let's say let's say you miss a couple shots. You know, like or it might be it might be a, a hole of nobody's take. We're not taking your shot, yeah, right. And you start to get down on yourself, like oh, I'm not going to hit a good shot. My I'm 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 going to be off here. I'm going to be off there. He keeps your motivation going. He'll he'll hear. hit a good one. Maybe he won't crank it down the fairway, but it's a nice straight shot. That's the one we're going with, and, he, and then he'll give you that. Okay, bud. Approach, let's go. This is you. This is you. We're taking your shot on this one. You know, very just like, yeah, okay. Thanks for giving me that motivation. So you need a little boost. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were going to get rained out that morning for sure. Yeah, but we did not. Did not get rained out. The scramble ended up uh, being a lot of fun. Um, coming down to the last hole, too. You couldn't have asked for yeah. something a little tighter, you know? I mean, More yeah. dramatic, yeah. I think me, uh, your Anj and Luke had a... We had, like, a 25-foot putt that we had to hit to force the three-way tie. Yeah, that was tough. That was gonna, that was gonna be a tough... Uh, that would be a tough shot. Didn't quite work out there. Um, but at least, you know, two -way, you know, a two-way tie towards the end, that's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a great time. Uh, farmhouse was good. Forgot some stuff there. We got to pick up a cooler, and I can't find that knife that I misplaced. These are the little details that uh, inside baseballs need to know about. Inside baseball, folks. If you listen to Two Season Pod, we let you know how the sausage is made. Yeah, that is yeah. one thing that we are sure about. We let you know how the sausage is um, made. And, you know, and I think all in all, we had gone. Uh, we'd done a March Madness a few weekends ago about the worst possible situations for that could, could have happened at the wedding. Uh, they included power outages. They included. I think the winner was everybody got sick off the food. I think. Like, <laughs> I think that oh, might yeah. have been the winner. There was also a we category where uh, a, a former lover of Shannon comes run bursting down the aisle. Well, uh, there was an ex boyfriend there. At the wedding there was an ex-boyfriend there interesting yeah. i don't know yeah. i don't know who it was we don't even need to say yeah. it on the on the show no haters know haters um, know uh <laughs> was it a missed was it a uh wilson type situation an al boylan situation where they were like poking their head over the fence <laughs> checking things the out. Yeah. only see the top half of their head yeah that's uh, why we were missing two groomsmen holding them back <laughs> oh yeah yeah there was a huge controversy in the middle of the ceremony uh yeah. where people were Didn't being held scramble, back yeah. uh all in all it was it was it was fantastic i um um, if, if I'm gonna keep tooting my horn, uh, I think uh, my 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 one of my little highlights was uh, getting a a handshake and a nod of approval uh, by Mike DeBacco. Oh yeah, good. Throughout the like uh, that, eh? later later on the evening, he shook my hand, said I did a great job, and you know it's a, that's that, that that was that was more important to me. You know, yeah. I knew Anj and Audrey. I had them in the bag. Yeah, no I had I, I knew what was going on. I got them. I got them down. Uh, your dad's speech was hilarious. Uh, immediately holds the microphone four and a half feet away from his mouth and tries to convince everyone that he does that not he does need a not need it. It was per it was perfectly timed. As expected, yeah. Perfectly timed, especially after I gave a good forty-five seconds about how to hold the microphone. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, "I'm not listening to." Yeah, yeah. You said. Until it's like, no, it's for the video. Yeah, uh, this this is all fine and good. Um, yeah, I just think it's all in all, we got to hear some Jeff Rosenstock. Got to hear some great tunes in general. 
Um, yeah, I think it was everything. And then we cleaned out the bar. Yeah, we did, eh? I think we were down to like six drinks left. I think we were down to white wine only. <laughs> I know my last few drinks, uh, I'm very proud of myself. I had zero bottles of water all night. Uh, only drank booze from, I think, after. Like, I had sips of water throughout the evening because I, yeah. I was trying to keep myself composed until uh, dancing actually started. And uh, so, yeah, I was just sweating it all out. We went back to the hotel after we dropped you guys off. Had um, Just had a, had, had a sitting in a room drinking kind of thing you know yeah, the, the, that would have been fun i wish we went to that one instead but gr grass is always greener yeah grass is always greener and uh, we we didn't have a party <laughs> we just all sat in the room and just laughed and yeah, got drunk which, and ate chips we just would have been like to be at the hotel that's all we were just like stuck at a place that was 30 minutes away yeah it was like, we, can, we can't get home yeah it was yeah a it was a little bit different of course i think uh yeah park and shane passed out on one of the beds when we were all yeah. still <laughs> like talking and just oh man it, i only realized it uh two days after and i'm like shannon's like oh shane should be leaving him like i didn't say bye to him fuck and then i had to call him and be like yeah i'm sorry the Bye. Yeah, <laughs> like, enjoy your flight. Yeah, me saying goodbye to Shane was uh, him and Park were passed out on one bed, so we took a Polaroid of them. <laughs> I left it on his wallet. <laughs> I was like, That's goodbye. <laughs> that, that was our, uh, yeah, it was just, just you know, off. us, Frankie, uh, Connor, Bex, just kind of having a couple drinks or whatever. That's so much fun. Good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Good good end to the night. Close I don't know if I feel good that we closed out the bar in the sense that like I feel like there should have been more then. That is a good point. You know, there was a point where I think there was only rum was the last booze available. We had gone through the whiskey, gone through the vodka, gone through the gin. Yeah, which is like I don't know. Cuz you know what? I'm sure every party they're like when they do the wedding planning for it, they say like, "Oh, um, how much does your group drink?" And I'm like, and every groomsman's like, "Oh, you don't know these guys. These guys know how to drink." And they're, and they're like, "Shut the fuck up." We we do this literally every weekend, and then you realize it's a Leclerc wedding, and it's like, "Oh fuck, okay." Ond is gonna be there. He's gonna bury thirty, right? His brothers are gonna be there. Call it forty. I, right? Th there was one guy who must have been. Who must have been an uncle Did not catch his name He was talking to everybody Shorter Like my yeah. height maybe He was wearing like pants. Checkered pants? Yeah That's my dad's friend Not my uncle Oh okay but he I have a video of him Sean Jennings Dancing at the wedding With arms just like flailing yeah. like this It's a video that just pans like this Arms flailing Arms flailing Drops He fell? Comes back up with the arms flailing again. <laughs> yeah, just a riot. I yeah, think he, he, got he was talking loaded. to everybody. He was talking to everybody all night. Real nice guy. Uh, I th yeah, I thought it must have been a Leclerc, but just a friend, just a colleague. Yeah. Had a window break at one point. Where? We had someone uh, in the vestibule. Someone fell into a window. Um, yes. Story. We're not sure about the story on that one, but uh, we got it all resolved. So, Who's the most likely culprit? Oh, I know who it is, but I'm not going to air names. We're not going to. We're not airing dirty laundry here on the show. Yeah, uh, this is they all great they, stuff. Apo they apologize profusely. So it's during all, uh, on the Friday night, we're all sitting there at the farmhouse, and I think wedding party went outside for what I assume was kind of like a rehearsal, a quick rehearsal of the ceremony, yeah, yeah. Uh, leaving all the non-wedding party 
right. uh, guests inside. So I think it was myself, um, my uh, brother. Yeah, myself, his, Luke, yeah. Ange was there, Mike Kern, and then uh, your brother-in-law who's with, uh, glass, Brandon, yep. with, with glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was a cool guy. We were talking. He was a cool guy. And then one other guy uh, who was with Chelsea. Nathan, yeah. Yes. Very cool people. But I had to explain to Ange, like, what a podcast is. And one of the funny things about having to explain to somebody what a podcast is, is that their first question is, what do you talk about? And yeah. it's almost as if, like, and, and, you know, this show has some direction. We're going to play games a little bit later. Of course, we always do. The show has direction, but what do you talk about is such a hard, difficult thing to describe on a, yeah. what I can only call, describe the show as a variety show. It's a variety show. It's, it, I think the best way to explain it is like, you know when you tune into the radio like 7 a.m. and it's like two guys are like, wow, this is wacky. This is some crazy stuff going on. How, how about them Leafs? All right? Yeah. All them Jets. Right? You're like, what are you talking about? You're like, I don't know. Just topics that we're interested in. Like what? You're like... I don't know. You gotta listen. Shit see if that we, happened. Yeah. You well, it, it, it's interesting you say that. You know, regarding some kind of like Leafs catch up. Your father had an idea for a segment, which oh, was hockey talk, which was where I think you and I, I, th I think it was you and I pick like four or five teams who we think will be the four or five top teams, and then every week we do we still think that they are the guys? Do we still think that they are the teams to do? I don't know enough about hockey to do it. Uh, however, we eventually got ourselves to a point where the segment would be called Hockey Talk Woman. And it would be somehow the theme like is Honky Tonk Woman, but we somehow redo the lyrics to be like Hockey Talk Woman. You know, it was the, the fragments. There's of something the, there. The fragments of the idea were there. Uh, however, I do not know enough about hockey to truly lead that segment. However, do you like hockey and you want a minute of the show to yourself? Two season pod at gmail.com. You record yourself on your phone. You record yourself on your computer. We can add. If this is a segment yeah. that we think the listeners will like, listeners, you can do it. You can literally call into the show. We'll, we'll call in the show. We'll have. And looks like we got uh, uh, Jim on the line here. Jim's going to do our uh, hockey talk minute. Hon honky, hon uh, hockey talk woman. Hockey talk woman. Yeah, where they just or they just air. I think we should find like a fan from a market that we don't care about, but they're like a diehard fan. Like they're like a Kingston Frontenac fan. Like not even the NHL. Not even. And they just the like NHL. go. Yeah, and they just go. Or it's like an East Coast Hockey League team. It's like the Hartford, you know, whatever uh, ECHLers, right? And it's like. Uh, we'll get you on the line here. Like, uh, what do you think of last night's game? He's like, they haven't played in a while, but, but here's my thoughts. And he just goes off for a minute. We just cut him off and go, and moving on. Yeah. Something There's like that, idea. right? TwoSeasonsPodGmail.com. Let us know. We would love to hear from you, Cam. Let's get ourselves into a little game because, like we said, you know, the wedding's over. There's nothing more to talk about. Yeah. I don't nothing think, more to talk right? About. It was just um, a great fucking time. Let me check here. <laughs> let me check. What else did I want to talk I did about? Take notes. My wedding. Yeah, my what? That is my wedding. Um, yeah, beer beer situation that would have been a little bit better. Oh, last thing. Um, if you stole a blanket and from the venue, you know how there was blankets there. I did see some people when we arrived had white blankets on their yeah. laps. So those um, we're trying though we did not expect people to take those home with them. Hmm. Uh, we are trying to sell them off. Uh, as part of like a wedding package because you buy things for a wedding package you sell them off 
Um, ten different blankets are missing. So ten. That's yeah, more all, than one. That's there was only twenty. Wow. So, <laughs> so fi- ladies and gentlemen, if you stole fifty percent of the blankets, uh, oh, it's it's a mixed bag. We know we know of a few people who have them. No, no, our names. We're not naming um, names here. Not naming names. But here's my opinion. However, Cam. I think it's convenient they hopped on a plane and went back to Seattle. <laughs> I think that's we're not naming names, but that is a convenient. Yeah. That is a convenient excuse. I'm just saying it'd be nice to have on an airplane. Um, very comfortable. Very comfortable. Um, there, someone asked me. I said, "Was there a sign by the blankets to say please return them?" And I said, "No, but there wasn't by any of the other things either." Yeah, there also wasn't a sign that said "Please take one." So yeah, it's it, uh, it didn't say "Please take one." This is a gift. Now I did go home with a couple bottles of Tums. Oh, that's fine. I mean, here uh, in, inside baseball here, um, when we were doing shotguns, uh, my groomsman went to the bar and said, "Can you give us five unopened canned of um, Coors Light?" Coors and Light. they said, "Not acceptable." They said, <laughs> "No worries." And then they just went to the basement and grabbed a case. So good for them. Good for and them. And then we did that at the end too. And and then I think someone's like, "You stole the case." I'm like, "I didn't really steal. I bought it." So. Well, that is nice because a lot of hey, a lot of venues probably don't allow that form of mass drinking in the first place, right? You know that yeah. a lot of venues don't allow uh, shots. A lot of uh, venues don't allow little things like that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, wedding talk. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it for years, but we'll we'll cap it here. Um, if you have any thoughts on the wedding, feel free to write us at two at gmail for inside stories that we never heard about, like. People fighting. I know there was one, two people fighting that uh, never threw hands, but definitely got some a words fight? to change. Yeah. Who was fighting? T- tune in next week. Well, tune in next week for some uh, yeah. for some serious inside baseball, uh, because you know I I I don't remember, I don't remember seeing anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Moving ahead. Plowing ahead. Moving ahead here. Folks, uh, so let's get into a little bit of, uh, God, let's get into a little bit of, uh, I got a game for us. Let's play some Wheel of Death. Death. Yeah, we know how the game's played. I got things for Cam, and he's going to answer them. Now, I'm having a trouble showing you our spin the wheel, make the deal. Something about privacy settings or some kind of bullshit. So we're just going to skip right past that, Cam. Uh, our categories today were, uh, here we go. We have When You Were Young, a song by the band The Killers. Mm, good. Everybody Poops. Hulk Smash. And the first, are, and the first rule These are all songs of, by The Killers, right? These are all songs by The Killers. That's correct. Everybody Poops. One of my favorite songs off Samstown. And finally, uh, the first rule of Fight Club. Cam, are you ready to play? Ready. We're spinning the wheel. We're spinning the wheel. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Sometimes. Cam. Everybody poops from start to finish. What is your pooping routine? Oh, good question. Um, So... Very much depends if Shannon's on night shift. So, <laughs> because will that determine which bathroom you use? Hundred percent. One's a preferred bathroom. One has a bidet in it. One does not have a bidet. Um, so normally, what happens is I will be out on a walk and have the slightest feeling that hmm, 
I might have to poop soon. And when I am, you know, two kilometers away on my walk, realize that it is not soon. It is now, uh, which leads to a scurry of me walking like a turtle uh, back to my bathroom. And again, depending on the bathroom, if it's an absolute emergency, the belt buckle and the I am unzipped before I even walk up the stairs. Oh, yeah, that um, that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that happens. We drop the pants. Door is left wide open, right? I am sweating at this point. Um, the, the, I make as you do. You make, yep. I make. Um, and then after that, the, if there's a bidet, use that. If not, that's okay. Um, furiously wash hands, um, dry. I'm trying to think if there's anything special about this. Um, are we looking for any particular details here that I'm missing uh, out on? Do you stand to wipe? Do you wipe twice? How long is the oh, toilet def, paper? Def, like def, really, as def, long as, def, much, as much detail def, as you want. Definitely a sit to wipe uh, from the back, not the front. Um, uh, oh, always close the lid to flush. Learned that one as soon as I moved in with the women because they okay. were like, "This is disgusting that you don't do this." Okay. Um, so that picked up that habit a few years ago to make sure that's always happens. Um, yeah. And then forget to put the roll of toilet paper back <laughs> and then forget <laughs> to put a new roll of toilet paper. I'm glad that one finished it off. Great answer, Cam. Uh, let's spin the wheel again. When you were young, a song by the band The Killers. The Killers. Uh, Cam, uh, what thing that you used to do as a kid uh, do you wish that you were still allowed to do or could still physically do? Ooh, interesting. Um, I wish I had the creativity and, like, the the simplicity of a mind to play with action figures. Because, like, playing with action figures now, not that fun. But I remember <laughs> growing up and, like, doing it, the most fun thing in the world, right? Like, you plan your day, you're so excited to play with them, and just hours of fun with them. It's not so much that I can't do it anymore. It's just I'm not going to enjoy it as much, and I wish I still had that innocent boy's mentality and creativity to picture a world where I was able to play with action figures. So, smash cut to Shannon comes home from work one day. You know, she's tired, she had a long shift, you know, th you know, and then you are, you kind of have the entire living room taken up. Yeah, you know, like it's a G.I. Joe act. Yeah, like the good guy's on. base is the kitchen table and the bad guy's base Don't is the couch. Don't touch anything. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, you're like throwing parrot you, you you've tied plastic bags to army men and you're throwing them to parachute in yeah uh, to the battlefield which i used to do all the time i used to strap yeah. paper bag plastic bags to my uh, action figures throw them out the window and then like run outside and <laughs> i just have a 12 hour loop of war songs going or war, war sounds going on yeah pretty much it's like stuff. that it's like the first 30 minutes of saving private ryan is just on loop uh yeah. for you yeah it's it's every day is d-day I just pause it. Do you want to play? <laughs> you want to, no girls. No, no girls allowed. No girls allowed. Go upstairs. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm busy. I mean, hey, not to you. No, we could be getting there. We could be getting there. You know, maybe you just need to find the right action figures to bring yourself back yeah. in, right? Oh, once whether I have a kid, it's, it's going to be that all day. Whether it's G.I. Joe or Star Wars action figures, like whatever they Sp are. Sp Spider-Man was my go-to, but yeah. Spider-Man action figures. Exactly. Cam, we have one more Wheel of Death here for you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. We're spinning the wheel. 
Hulk smash was what we landed on here. Hulk smash. Cam, uh, what is the most expensive thing you have ever broken? Whether on mm. purpose or accident. Okay, so there's damaged and broken. So what do you want to go with here? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, maybe let's say damaged. Um, oof, boy, there was one time... I would say damage would be one time I was carelessly backing out of my driveway at my first place and rammed into the side of, or like the front bumper of someone's car. And that was very expensive. So that was probably the most, that was a couple grand to cost, fix that. Anything um, non, I mean, auto, yeah, auto accidents are going to be anything so non auto related. Like uh, you know, like, I mean, uh, phones. I've I I've, I've broken some phones that cost like a thousand dollars, but that like at that time they probably weren't depreciated so much. Um, bicycles broken a lot of those. Um, it's like that's the thing. It's it's I haven't broken a vase, right? I haven't broken anything of that sense. Like a Faberge it's, egg. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't. I avoid touching those things. Um, yeah, it's mostly things that you know are gonna break eventually. But it's just going to cost you a lot of money. So it's like um, engines, right? Breaking engines, but the repairs on them more so. I like the repairs aren't that expensive. Or just making simple mistakes with bicycles that just cost a lot more than you anticipate. And then you have to bring it to a shop with your head, head in your hands. Right. To say, I fucked up. Yeah, you, you, never, you never put a hole in a brand new garage door or something like that? Uh... No, I've uh, I've dropped a jack on my dad's car before, and it made a big scratch. He was not happy with that. <laughs> this was last week, right? <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I almost blew up my engine by. I guess I would blow up the battery first, but by reversing the cables when I was trying to start a car, putting them the wrong way. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, that was not good. Um, you went red to you thought to yourself, I see two reds and two blacks. I might as well split them up. Fucked up some plumbing before. Forgot to close one of the things. Well, that was with, with your massive water. dumps. <laughs> no, that was with temperatures getting down to minus thirty and just things freezing up. Oh yeah, that's a bad one. Uh, yeah, broken a few things. Not nothing like I don't think I have it. It's like big of a like oh no one of those like big tipping over moments. Yeah. Um. Yeah, none of that. Mostly just things that you don't think of until it happens. You're like, fuck. And then fuck, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that was good. That was good, Cam. Glad you, uh, most of your re things are car and electronic related by the sounds of it. Typically, yeah. Yeah. Expensive Typically. shit. And that's how you play the game. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so, should we, we got, play a little vice or move to headline or assign? It's based on time. I got all the time in the world. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's uh, let's rip some uh, slice of ice here. Walking on the beach and it's really hot. I think I'm gonna go get a pina colada. Miami Vice is a slice of ice. My Miami Vice is a slice of ice. Wearing cool clothes and smoking cigars. Say hello to my little friend. Miami Vice is a slice of ice. My Miami Vice is a slice of ice. 
a slice of vice for you new listeners every single week. Cam and I recap the adventures of Sonny Crockett and Ricardo Tubbs as they tackle the Miami drug scene. The only the only caveat to this is that we only have five minutes to do so. Uh, Cam, we're bringing you episode 21. Cam, we are also only like three episodes away from a, a new show. And before we go, because I know that the numbering is a little bit off because they had that first episode, which is two episodes, but some consider it one. This is the one with the punks, right? That's correct. Okay. Episode 21, Nobody Lives Far. Yeah, there was a weird numbering off issue, and it was Smuggler's Blues threw us off a little bit. A great episode, but threw us off a little bit. Um, but we're going to bring you episode 21, Nobody Lives Forever. We have five minutes to do so. Cam, do you have your stopwatch ready? Ready, sir? I'm kicking this one off. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, and we open on three guys in a convertible blasting down the highway with guns. They're dancing, they're drinking, they're having a good time. They get in some road rage with another driver, and they even drive that truck off the road and into the water. We see the side of the car that reads, Death, the ultimate high. These guys are cool. Uh, we're at the beach checking out some hotties when we see two guys making some kind of a deal. One of the guys gets a lot of cash, so we walk up to this guy with a lot of cash at gunpoint, shoot him, take his money, uh, while the other lackey shoots up um, like a, a food cart nearby, and we drive off. Crockett and Tubbs are talking about a woman named Brenda, who's Crockett's new girlfriend. They find themselves to this death ultimate high abandoned car that the creeps have abandoned. They concluded that the, whoever they shot, this wasn't a hit. This was just ra a random act of violence. Over at Brenda's, we're sipping on some wine, talking about Crockett's ex, but that's okay because he's a cop. And they have passionate sex time. The kind of sex, you know, where you're both laughing and having fun afterwards. No idea what that means, but I think Crockett is falling in love. Now our ragtag gang is looking through uh, parking lots for a new car to steal. They find a white Buick, they hotwire it, and they are off. Cops find the abandoned Buicks at a motel up north. They don't find the shooters, but they have some phone numbers that they use from the local motel. Over to two bad guys uh, with uh, who are discussing who could have been responsible for the hit on their buddy. I bet they will come back later. Crockett's at a phone booth talking to Brenda while two punks walk up to him, try to spoil his good time. Just then, our criminals come bursting out with a shotgun with a shooting tubs trailing behind him. They hop in the car, peel out, and they are gone. Again, Crockett missed the opportunity because he put Brenda before his job. At the station, Castillo tells us that these kids uh, killed a convenience store owner just a couple hours ago. These guys are on the lam. The next day, Crockett and Brenda are making out in a pool while he continues to not do his job. Back at the station, Crockett and Gina are having a conversation and she asks Crockett on a date or even some home cooking, if you know what I mean. But Crockett tries to lie to her, tell her she's not available, but she sees right through that. Back at the pool, or some kind of flashback sequence, Brenda and Crockett are talking about his love for tubs. Uh, over on the street, we see our old buddy Izzy trying to sell some shoes to the Vice Boys, they pick him up and ask him about the three punks and charges Izzy to go find them. Tubbs is also worried that Crockett is thinking about Brenda too much and that he should take a day off to get over it. Uh, at night, they talk, um, Crockett and Brenda talk about how Crockett's a vulnerable, sexy man. Later at a diner, Izzy has got our three criminals trying to sell some shoes to them until they pull out a shotgun in the diner. Nobody notices. Cam, over to you. Yeah, nobody knows this giant shotgun that was on their lap. Um, somehow they squeezed it in there. It's not like they had long coats, uh, Columbine style, but yeah, this happens. He threatens them with it, and he backs off and ends up calling in some thugs to actually uh, get rid of these, these, these thugs. He calls Morgan, who sends in two thugs, but the punks are unfazed by their threats. 
killing Morgan's men and shooting up the restaurant. Tub stops by Brenda's place for breakfast, picking up Crockett to see Izzy about the punks. When Crockett steps away to get dressed, Tubbs expresses concern that Brenda is out of Crockett's league and that she's too good for him. Izzy tells Crockett and Tubbs the punks are going to hit more of Morgan's hot dog wagons and can't be stopped. Never seen a hot dog wagon, but I guess... Uh, these are a thing. Mm-hmm. They head to Morgan's place to do some surveillance, trying out uh, to stay out of the security sightline. The wagons leave and return without incident, and Croc and Tubbs plan to resume surveillance tomorrow at 6 a.m. the next morning. Croc goes to Brenda's place for dinner. Afterwards, she begins asking how she sees their future together. Uh, the old terrible question, and they start to have concerns about their relationship, thinking Brenda wants her life to consume his own and goes to bed with the intention of waking up early. However, the alarm on the iPhone or whatever he's using does not go off and Tubbs is alone in the car and caught off guard and roughed up by Morgan's security. Crockett wakes up 90 minutes late and rushes out of the door to find Krupp standing there bleeding, bruised, and bitterly disappointed. At the station, the vice, boy pla- the vice squad plans to shut down the criminal operation and use a truck to bait the punks. Crockett is given the afternoon paperwork by Castillo, visibly upset by Crockett's failure to aid to his partner in the recent uh, attack. Crockett heads to the boat, sort things out when his mind decides to slow things down with Brenda, much to her relief. The punks need more money to continue their rampage, so they decide to hit another hot dog wagon, the one the vice squad's squad is manning. Thug One goes to Tubbs, who pulls a gun and demands money. Tubbs shoots him down, Zito shoots and kills Thug too, and the third takes off in a stolen car after Tubbs. Crockett comes to the scene and shoots the third one down before he can run Tubbs over. Time! Time! With time to kill, Cam. That was yeah. great. <clears throat> the, yeah, these thugs were really, this was our first, like, random acts of violence. Uh, yeah, just type of like, criminals. Like there, there, there wasn't drugs. It wasn't a drug bust. It wasn't a, a this, that, the other. Three thugs. It was just three punks, who, uh, you know, just wanted to uh, cause some shit. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit of a departure from the normal. There's a drug lord. There's a bootlegger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's someone shipping in drugs from Cuba. Yeah, exactly. Cuba. Like Cuba. Uh, but yeah, that was episode 21, folks. We got episode 22 coming up next week, and I believe there, there will only be three more episodes of Miami Vice. And then the movie. And then the movie, of course. But right. we will be picking our next show uh, sometime in the next couple weeks. We'll discuss that probably internally offline, and then we will uh, figure something out, and we'll let you guys know. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, should we play a little headliner ass Hey. 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 Headline or asinine. Let's play headline or asinine, folks. New listeners. So the flagship game, what we're going to do here, there's things that are real and things that are not. Cam and I are going to give a bunch of headlines back and forth. Uh, what are real? What's not? Um, picture. Let's it's, find out. Exactly. Let's find out. Picture. It's like Len. It's just like Leno. We say this all the time. It's just like Eno. Leno. Cam, you are head to toe in jean. It's not true. <laughs> this is not a jean. <laughs> That's not. It, it's the new. No, it's it's the new Levi's cotton cut jeans. Cotton cut. You want a jean jacket that looks like cotton? Levi's cotton cut. Levi's. All right, Cam. I got a headline for you. Personal lubricant made from cow mucus may protect against HIV. Now, this is interesting. 
um, may protect against HIV. I'm not saying it's going to cure HIV, but you know, like Mother Nature has a interesting way of doing stuff. You know, Mother Nature creates a poison, so it creates the antidote. So here's what happened. A uh, thousand years ago, however long ago, somebody had sex with a monkey. They got AIDS. Nature did this, right? They became HIV positive. Then years, years, centuries later, somebody has sex with a cow. Oral sex with a cow to boot. And then uh, now suddenly their HIV is cured or at least prevented in some kind of way. Um, now, I don't know much about HIV or AIDS, but, you know, I know there's like kind of like they say like the AIDS cocktail, which is like a combination of medication that you can take that kind of staves off full-blown AIDS. You know, it's like why Magic Johnson has been HIV positive for like 40 years and he hasn't like made that progression, you know, because he's on this like cocktail or whatever. So maybe cow mucus is the uh, the solution, but like every medical, crazy medical thing, I just want to know how did they arrive to this conclusion? Like how did we get to cow mucus? Like how many other mucuses did we try before we figured out cow mucus is the one to stave off HIV? I would love to hear more about the story, Cam. This one's a headline. This one is a headline. Uh, the problem with it, though, is that the source seems not great. Uh, it's on Head Topics United States, and the web and the source is New Scientist, and it is under a hundred words. This article, so really a headline catcher. <laughs> Lubricant made for, from mucus in cow salivary sal, salivary salivary glands has shown promise against HIV and sexually transmitted herpes virus in a laboratory study. In the laboratory study, human epithelial cells were treated with lubricant before being exposed to HIV or herpes virus, with subsequent infection rates being low as twenty percent. That's it. That's the article. We don't know how this was discovered or how anyone there is. It out. If you keep scrolling down, it's just articles about like President Bush. So I'm not. It's and very clickbait. Articles about H. W. Bush, by the way, not yeah. even George W. Yeah, crazy. Wow. So yeah, not not the best uh, source on that one. I, I would definitely not cite that. In actually, in high school, I definitely would cite that. Based the whole study on that. That is probably true, Cam. And then your teacher's response probably would have been something like, why would you sort source this article? This was a paper about Romeo and Juliet. Um, and you say, people got to open their ears, man. Stop being such sheep. Yeah, and you say, people are sheep, oink, oink, oink. All right, hit me up. Uh, here we go, Cam. Headliner asked nine, woman releases swarm of bees on police after being evicted. Uh, after being evicted. So for her to be evicted, I'm assuming it had to do with the bees, which I'm not sure you're allowed to do. But if for sure to have bees, you'd probably need to have big enough landscape to, you know, host bees on the property. So I'm picturing now she's a big property. She's renting it out. The police come, they grab her, and she's like. <laughs> Go get them bees and they takes off the lid and they don't really swarm after the bees They just kind of open up and be like what the, what do you bees don't listen put it that way They'll swarm up, but they're not going to attack people They have no interest in attacking people unless the police are actually going after them. So uh, fun headline cam but as a former beekeeper They didn't attack them anyway, but that that the, the newspapers don't know that. that's a that's a headline 
Cam, this one is a headline here for you. Uh, I, I realize I should have reworded this, uh, the the actual headline because it is a little slightly misleading. But this is a story out of Massachusetts where a woman named Rory Woods, a 55-year-old, is facing multiple assault, assault charges after assaulting police officers with bees during a uh, eviction process. So, uh, sheriffs were serving, um, an unnamed woman an eviction notice, but they were met by protesters from a local group who support black homeowners and rentals, renters, uh, sorry, during this eviction process, Rory Woods showed up, um, in a full beekeeper suit and a panel van full of bees. She then jumped out of the van, started shaking the boxes of bees in the direction of the police and the protesters. Several of the officers and protesters started shouting that they were allergic. I'm allergic. They're running away. Woods responded on a video by saying, good, I'm glad. Uh, the police have never seen anything like this during an eviction process, and they really hope that in the future that out-of-county protesters will use less extreme measures um, in the future. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. Um, there's a lot more I want to dig into that story, but I don't really care that much about it because it's just crazy people in America doing crazy things. It was probably somebody being evicted for a real reason. Yeah. Like they didn't pay their rent. And then people protested being like, I support this person. It's like, what part about it? It's like their ethnicity. You're like, but they didn't pay rent. <laughs> and you're like, that's, we have bigger social justice at. Yeah. Th- yeah well, that anyway. doesn't matter. Well, miss, they, yeah. they, they, they yeah. they've been using they the fire. They signed a contract. They've yeah. been using the fireplace as a toilet. Yeah. For peas and God. poos. <laughs> They're making. All right, headline Rasmussen. Texas schools send parents DNA kits to identify their kids' bodies in emergencies. <clears throat> DNA kit. Yeah, so what I know about someone dead is that they all, or at least in television movies, there's always this process where they have to identify the body. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, can you come down and identify the body? Because if somebody, like, I, I, somebody maybe maybe like they don't have an ID on them, so or, there's no yeah. way of telling. Or like I don't know why you need a person to like. Well, because they they're not going to identify themselves, Cam. Of course, yeah, but you know, so there must be like I'm sure that like if somebody has a wallet on them, let's say, and they have their driver's license, I'm sure a paramedic or a police officer, even if they're dead at the scene, will look at the wallet, look at that ID, maybe put it beside their dead face, and then be like. That's them, all right. But maybe you still what if, do. What if they're burned? Exactly. Yeah, there has to be. There. Uh, so I'm. I'm gonna say that whole identifying the body thing is real, even though it's something that you know you see on TV and movies, and maybe you know it's hard to say if it is real or not. Um. But you know that's just where we are, right? You know, especially in a place like Texas, where a kid gets shot in the face, like a five-year-old gets shot in the face, and then we need to identify what they are. Um. So it it all stands within the realm of possibility. It's super sad, uh, you know, but it, it makes me wonder, I guess, you know, the government doesn't have those sort of DNA records like already or like, you know, the sheriff's office or the coroner's office or whoever, whoever's the one in charge of those DNA records. Because, of course, you know, like we've all taken blood tests, we've all taken urine tests or whatever, but I guess they don't like retain that information enough to make it uh, something worth keeping. Uh, so I'm, I, I am going to say, though, that this one is asinine. This one's headline, nah. uh, which is sad. I mean, there's not much good that comes with story, not much comedy. Uh, but in 2021, the Texas State Legislature passed Senate Bill number 
2158, a law requiring Texas education agencies to provide identification kits to school districts and open enrollment charter of school distribution for the parents of legal custodies of certain students. So what that essentially means is that you have the option to request a identification kit so that in the case of an emergency, they can quickly identify your kid, which sends really the message of we're willing to pass legislation that we can find out that it is your dead kid, but we're not really willing to protect them. So not great, um, not mandatory, but it kind of seems like a step in a not the wrong or right direction, just a direction that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. It's a real lateral step. And I bet out of yeah. this particular thing, it's like 10% of the cases that this might be used in are like helpful. You know, like, yeah. I think we're automatically assuming that it's gun violence in a school. This is kind of, I Certainly. think, where our minds are going. But I'm sure there is that, that, one, that, that, that percentage where, you know, unfortunately, you know, like a body is washed up onto shore. Yeah. And it's a missing it's a missing person or like, you know, I'm sure there is a very small um, group in which like this is actually like something non gun death related. However, if it's Texas, we, we can only assume. Yeah. Fucking DGENs. Uh, Cam, I got one here for you. Headliner ass nine man kills woman after he beat her at basketball. Yeah, see, this is typically you get rage quitting. Um, this one's <laughs> weird because. If you win, I get you can gloat, but normally the gloating ends when you're like, ah, I, I, I beat you. Whatever you can say, I can't. And I repeat that so I made sure to get this right. The man beat the woman in basketball and then killed her. Yes. Now, this is only fair in one occasion. That there was a bet. <laughs> a bet as in like, if I win, I get to kill ben, you. I kill you. I, sh I shoot you in the face. Okay. Yep, right. you are right. She, you are right. She, she was so confident. WNBA, right? She's like, WNBA can beat any college team any day of the week. And he says, really? Really? Why don't we bet? And if I win, I kill you. And she's like, deal. You know? Confidence. Love the confidence. And you know what? Fair trial. Everyone walks away. It was in agreement. They had it recorded on an iPhone recorder. So I'm I'm in favor. This is headlines. <laughs> Cam, this one is a headline here for you. This is a story out of Dallas where uh, police arrested a 31-year-old man named Cameron Hogg. Hey, Cameron, three C's in a pod. On Thursday, who was charged with the murder of 21-year-old Asia Womack um, after a basketball, after a heated game of pickup basketball at TG Terry Park in South Dallas went awry. Those on the scene said that there was a fair amount of trash talk throughout the game, uh, which was eventually won by Hogg. Uh, police documents say that Hogg drove to another location to confront Womack about the game uh, where he shot her four times, killing her. A close friend of the situation said that the two were actually pretty close. They'd, uh, they'd give each other rides, they get food together. Womack even gave Hogg money when he was in jail. And of course, if he was in jail, you know that he has a history of criminal record over the past decade with multiple robberies, aggravated assaults, these sorts of things. He remains in jail without bond. This really takes Tough the whole, one. like, me see in the parking lot to, like, a whole new level. Yeah. Which I think stakes should be raised to, personally. Um, headliner last night. Prisoner's $11 million cigarette smuggling operation finally busted. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you just can't quit the game. You know, uh, you're in jail. You can't stop your, your business, You right? can't stop hustling. Can't stop hustling. Rise I and grind i saw you know, that that's what life's about exactly i saw that on our shirt one time i um <laughs> see the thing here for the thing here with that one is that 
what are you going to do with $11 million in prison? Nothing, right? Like, you probably have, you get X amount of money probably for, like, a tuck shop kind of thing, right? Where you can buy candy and whatever the fuck you buy Ramen, in prison. peanut butter. Exactly. These sorts of things. Soups, baby. Yeah. But after that, you're really just, this is $11 million for, like, your family or whoever's back home. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got it right on the nose right La there. La familia. La familia. You got it right on the nose there. It's really like you just, you're doing this because you cannot fucking stop hustling um i always assumed that these sorts of things were pretty commonplace in jails you know there was uh yeah people see you know like the, the toilet wine uh which is another word for piss and um selling cigarettes these sorts of things i always thought that sort of happened already um and the cops sort of let it happen i wonder how much a cigarette racket has to get out of hand for the for the guards to actually like shut it down because from what I know from television and movies, like, cigarettes are, like, allowed in prison, maybe? Like, in some kind of capacity? Uh, I think it depends on the prison. You know, I bet it depends on the prison. Maybe maximum security is different than minimum security. Like, do you get, like, a cigarette budget? Well, that's what you use your money for. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, what do you use it for? Um, this one's tough. Uh, but, you know, I can see it happening. Eleven million. That's a lot of money. I'm going to say this one's a headline. This one is asinine, my friend. Yeah. I Likely to happen, but I think those numbers might be a little inflated. Yeah, I wonder how it works, you know? I wonder how that all works. Yeah. Well, I've, 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 done, I've done some YouTube research, and I think I have a pretty good idea how to get stuff in prison. And I'll tell you what, it's not pretty. <laughs> okay, am I going here for you? Your final headline of the day, headliner asinine. Uh, emergency rooms seeing 35 psychosis cases a day related to marijuana. Oh, uh, who wrote this? Ben Shapiro? Like, there's no way this, this number's accurate. Uh, this is, this is 35 per, per day. Oh, um, yeah, it must be, I'm, okay, if I'm going to guess if this is a real headline, what happened was that shit was laced and that's going around a town because there's no way 35 people a day are rolling and being like, this shit's crazy, man. I got psychosis or however the typical diagnosis works for that. Um, so my guess, if this is real, is one town had one dude who was sending some some whack shit through the town. And because of that, a lot of people had a little bit of a uh, little, little bit of a problem with it. And uh, that led to some psychosis cases. Either way, I'm going to call some bullshit on this one, Cam. This is asinine. Cam, this one is a headline here for you. This is a story out of San Diego, San Diego Emergency Rooms. Uh, more specifically, a story about a young, about a high schooler named Kyle, whose mental health started to decline in uh, mid-2020. He was once a great athlete, a good student, outgoing boy, became increasingly isolated, skipping online classes altogether. Um, eventually, in the middle of 2020, leading to one night of extreme psychosis episode where he believed his parents were trying to kill him. He thought that his father ran the mafia and was responsible for putting Joe Biden in the White House <laughs> and uh, demanded his parents pay him $10 million. Um, when he was checked into a local uh, mental health facility, facility and drug tested, his parents and doctors were shocked that the only, the only positive drug to show up in his system was THC, 
which ER docs in San Diego are saying this is an increasing trend. They're seeing more and more cases of psychosis amongst uh, their patients who are only testing positive for THC. Even in Colorado, which is one of the first states to legalize marijuana in 2012, they saw a 24% increase in psychosis-related cases between 2012 and 2017. What parents are learning right now is that weed isn't what it used to be. It's not just something you smoke. No, it's something you can eat. It's something you can vape. Also, with insanely high THC doses, insanely high potency, much more than it was in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. New studies are showing that even a moderate dose of THC can cause psychosis symptoms in about 40% of the people who don't have any previous family history of psychosis. Doctor, doctors also believe that con this continuing trend as studies go on that almost 50% of THC users will develop some kind of permanent schizophrenia, which is a higher rate than opioids and LSD. So you're saying that 50% of weed smokers are going to get <laughs> psychosis? They're saying uh, doctors, uh, whoever's kind of looking at these studies, believe, believing the trend of higher potencies and different ways to consume THC believe that yeah, fifty percent of THC users will develop will develop some kind of permanent psychosis or schizophrenia, uh, higher rate than LSD and opioids. Unbelievable! It might not kill you, but you'll go fucking crazy. Yeah, and th th this is our scareware for the day. Um, it is Halloween. It is spooky. It is season. Halloween. Yeah. It is spooky season. Uh, that's right, kids. Never, ever, 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 ever smoke weed. Never smoke weed, folks. Only Never. only eat it or vape it. Only <laughs> or use a dab rig. Only use a dab rig. You know, kids, don't smoke weed at all. Just do fucking whippets. Yeah, whippets are way better for you. All right, Cam. Um, let's <laughs> way move better on to, for you. <laughs> way yeah. better for you. Um, what are we calling this one? Um, we got one more segment of the day. We got one more segment shrugs before and plugs. we close it off. Of course, we're talking plug it or shrug it. Plug it or shrug it. Plug it or plug it, plug it or shrug it, plug it or plug it, plug it or shrug it. And I got, I got a, I got a, I got a shrug for you here, Cam. Get when it's when Weddings. it's one o'clock <laughs> in the morning. When it's one o'clock in the morning, and you call a cab company and you say, "Hey, what time do you close?" and they say, "We don't close. We're open twenty four seven. Then when I call you later on, like an hour later, don't tell me we'll pick you up at six in the morning. Cause that means you start at six in the morning. You don't run 24 seven. You have someone that picks up their phone 24 seven, but you don't run 24 seven. This led me to get back in my hotel room at 4 a.m. after 15 calls to the same cab company. If you say you're open, operate. If you say you're, um, you know, I thought, I see Cam, I thought you were gonna kick this one. The real shrug would be, or like the real plug would be get married in a city. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, Cam, that was uh, that was great. I was gonna say a little. I want to. I, I do want to give a little plug follow up. I just finished uh, The Shining, which is a book that you listened to. Yeah. And, and I used my eyes. I also followed it up by watching the movie last night. I watched it this week too. Oh yeah, that was great. I thought I thought the book was uh, fucking phenomenal. It was uh, phenomenal. Great recommendation. The movie can Thank eat you. shit. 
Yeah. Um, actually, no. Stanley Kubrick. Movie, movie's still pretty good. It's it just, is. I was watching the movie last night, and, you know, this you is not consistently my... Consistently comparison. This it's, is not my plug or shrug. This was just, you know, I was watching the movie last night as... Yeah, I, I was trying to look it through Stephen King's eyes, who famously has said that he hates The Shining. Um, like the, 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 the movie version by Stanley Kubrick and I'm kind of watching it thinking to myself, like, I get it. Like he took the book and changed so much of it to make it this, you know, kind of horror classic changing so much that like, yeah, if I had written the original source material, I'd be kind of pissed too. So I, I get it. I feel like I get it. So what are you plugging? Oh, I wasn't plugging. I, no, I was more of a follow-up. Okay. No, I'm plugging. Um, God, I got into a fucking rabbit hole a couple days ago, just through YouTube videos and all that crap, folks. If you need to cheer up your day, watch some fucking Karen videos. There's there's countless accounts out there, um, and I don't think it's a waste of time. I think it's a good character study of the population. <laughs> it's more of a social studies experiment. Just watch some videos out there of people freaking out in normal everyday situations. Uh, if you really want to feel better about yourself, you know, it's like I've said this. I've definitely said this before on the podcast. You want to feel good about yourself? Watch an episode of Mori. You will leave an episode of Mori thinking to yourself, "Wow, I'm so glad I'm not them." And uh, these videos are the exact same thing. Um, yeah, you're going to just feel better about yourself immediately. I can guarantee that. Good. All and right. That was, uh, that was our episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. New listeners are showing up. You can re- uh, rate and subscribe. The show is everywhere. Reach out to us to seasonapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. The inbox is full almost. We had to buy more Google Space. Uh, to facilitate how full the inbox is, we're going to get some of those emails. We would love to hear from you, and uh, we'll we'll even talk about you live on the show. Right on. And folks, never forget, the honeymoon derives from the term of drinking the royal jelly from honey before your honeymoon to increase fertility rates. I'm Cam LeClaire, signing off. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on two season a pod 96.7 on your two season a pod 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 two